Hi, I'm Holland Petrock. I'm 15 years old and live in Jacksonville, North Carolina. This is Climate Stories Youth Report. A podcast by Coastal Youth Media and NC Health News exploring how climate change is shaping our neighbors' lives in unexpected ways. I'm your host. This podcast is produced by eight youth producers living in rural coastal North Carolina. Our region is one of the earliest places in the U.S. to be impacted by climate change. After training with professional North Carolina journalists, we embarked as reporters ourselves. Each episode, you'll hear from different coastal North Carolina youth reporters and their stories. Let's begin. Our coastal youth media reporter, Cassidy Carr, wanted to explore a story about climate change in farms in her hometown, New Bern, North Carolina. Cassidy decided to get her feet wet by talking to a family friend, Holly Hyatt, about her farm and any impact she'd seen from changing weather patterns. What Cassidy didn't know at the time was that Holly would turn her on to a story about how horses in eastern North Carolina, and in particular their hooves, are being traumatically affected by climate change. Here's Cassidy's story. So, I hear you have animals and a farm. What kind of animals do you keep over there? Horses. Horses? Mm-hmm. Any cats or anything? Just... Yes, we have barn cats. And we <laughs> just let them roam free. Oh, that's fun. How long have you been keeping horses? All my adult life. So how do you think climate change really affects the whole farming and agriculture industry? Um, really wet environment is not good for the horse's hooves. Why is that? Standing in water because what it does is they they have hard hooves, but mm-hmm. if they stand in water, just like our skin, it gets soft if you stick it in the water for a long time. So their really? hooves get really, really soft. So then they're sensitive to like rocks or hard surfaces mm-hmm. after that. That makes sense. Yeah. Climate change is causing more intense rainfall. To be clear, it isn't making rain happen more often. It's making the rain that does happen heavier. Earth warming causes more water to evaporate from places like Bogue Sound, the Newport River, and the Atlantic Ocean. Rising temperature also allows the atmosphere to hold more water vapor. So, when it rains, there's more moisture available and this causes heavier downpours. A common refrain in this discussion is that our wet days are getting wetter. So do you notice any with the climate change, how it's starting to affect your animals, or do you not notice any change with that? Or any of the weather conditions? Well, when the weather changes from hot to cold, mm-hmm. they get long, their hair gets longer, they get a thicker coat. Really? Yes, and then when the spring comes around, they start losing that. Does that affect them in any sort of way, or is it just kind mm-hmm. of natural? It's just natural, yes. When the horses, the horses will start shedding before you realize spring's fixing to come. So they're a good sign to tell you that spring's coming, which that right now they're shedding. And when it comes to stronger weather conditions, such as hurricanes, how difficult is it for them? They need to be set, left out in the pasture with water for the whole storm. So you want to keep them away from structures and trees, mm-hmm. et cetera, stuff like that. Yeah. to keep them safe. And how long does that normally take to prep them for a storm? 
Moving the water is usually the biggest thing because we don't have running water out in the far pasture. So you have to bucket all the water out to the pasture by truck. Wow. So it usually takes a few hours by the time you get everybody out and the water's filled up in each pasture. Do you have to start a few days before the storm is supposed to be yes, coming? Yes, we usually start a few days before the storm instead at the last minute. Yes. Like rainfall, hurricanes are becoming more intense with climate change. Cassidy's framing around her discussion with Holly is really about finding out what it's like to be a horse owner in this climate moment. So many of our discussions about climate are opposed to the future, but Holly's everyday life is changing right now. And um, do you notice, like, with the animals, when a storm is starting to come, how they start to, like, react differently? Yes. Do they start to get stressed or anything? No, they do not get stressed in a hurricane. It's funny because you can look out in the pasture and they turn their butts towards the wind and really? all gang up and huddle together. Like yes. penguins in It's the pretty Arctic. cool, yeah. It's really cool. It is really cool. Horses have a better barometric sensor than humans. In layman's terms, this means they're better at detecting atmospheric pressure. So, like Holly, her horses start to do their own storm prep work by seeking higher ground, putting their butts to the wind, or migrating to forest cover. What about your chickens? Do they take any? They do any? have chickens. No, they don't take any preparations at all. You no, just put just... them in their coop and they yeah, just ride it out. They ride it out. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did you get started with taking or raising horses and whatnot? Um, started. Just my grandmother started me riding horses at four, and I've had horses ever since. Do you think you'll be getting any more new animals in the future? Oh, I'm sure I will. What kind? Well, probably dog. Dog. Horse. Cats. We go. Any cows? Pigs? No, never had the cows or pigs. From this conversation, we learned how the management of a small horse farm, really, Holly's life, is being shaped by climate change. Cassidy started reaching out to horse vets in her hometown, Newburn. The receptionist picked up and Cassidy posed to her a strangely specific question. Were their clinic's vets seeing an issue with horse hooves becoming more sensitive due to intense rainfall? The receptionist said, yes, it had become a huge issue for us over the past few years. She offered to put Cassidy in touch with her longtime vet, Dr. Denise Nagel. So there's been a lot of talk about climate change and global warming that's causing all this extreme weather. And with horses, their hooves are kind of sensitive. And I was talking to one of my other friends with a horse, and she mentioned that the horses, their hooves can get dry and start to crack and break down. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about that? The weather, absolutely. So if a horse is standing out in mud, which most of eastern North Carolina right now is all mud, if a horse is standing out in mud all day and then goes inside to a dry stall, their hooves are going through a pretty serious cycle of being saturated and then drying out and saturated and drying out. Um, however, if they live outside, their hooves will retain a lot of moisture and we see a whole different set of problems. Mm -hmm. um, those can range from skin infections just above the hooves that are referred to as scratches, but bacteria get into the skin. Um, their hooves can break down. They become soft and pliable. 
so they can't hold the weight of a rider or support themselves. We do see some, um, their soles or the bottom of their foot will become very soft. Bacteria can get into those. We can see foot abscesses. So basically it's a little pocket of infection inside their foot that will make them incredibly lame. Typically they're hopping around on three legs and look like they have a broken leg. Um, we can see another disease called white line disease where the hoof wall actually starts to separate and bacteria can get up inside between kind of where the, the bone is and the hoof. Those typically require pretty aggressive procedure called a hoof wall resection where basically we just have to cut off a decent portion of their hoof and try to keep it clean and dry until it can regrow, but that takes several months. Really? Mm-hmm. What are the hooves made of to cause all these problems with being wet? So the hoof wall is typically made out of keratin, just like our fingernails. So similarly, if you think when you sit in the pool for mm-hmm. too long or washing dishes when your fingers get all pruney, mm-hmm. your nails are quite a bit softer yeah. than they normally are. So it's a very similar component with horse hooves. What if it's only one hoof that has the problem? Do they just kind of walk around lopsided? They will be lame that it's usually more apparent when it's only one foot Mm -hmm. that they will bear a lot more weight on the rest of their feet and limp on that one leg. It's actually harder to see when they have multiple feet that hurt. It really just depends what one Mm -hmm. What foot is hurting the most that day is where they're going to limp the worst. So it can be more challenging to determine where they're lame if there's multiple limbs. So what about like the wild horses that are on the beaches? Does the salt water? They do still have the same problems. Mm -hmm. Um, We typically don't see it as much. Their feet, if you were able to get close enough to look at them, they are typically quite long and kind of splayed. They also are walking on a much softer surface than most of our domesticated horses. Mm -hmm. They're not walking on, you know, packed dirt, concrete, you know, walking down the road or trails with rocks and all of that. You know, the wild horses are mostly in sand and nice kind of cushioned footing. Earlier, we heard Holly, Cassidy's friend and Newburn farm owner, talk about her horses putting their butts to the wind in the storm. Wild horses do that too. Those on Shackleford will also head into the Maritime Forest for protection. The last time horses on Shackleford died during a storm was in 1999. Four stallions were pushed by high winds out into the ocean. Scientists studying the horses at the time said it was likely that the dominant stallion drove the four bachelors away from the group's higher ground. Drought during the summer months is another climate change issue that the island horses are facing. There's little fresh water on the barrier islands during the summer months for the horses to consume, and that's during the mare's lactation period. Sea level rise will lead to even less fresh water for the island's horses year-round. For this reason, some argue that the humane thing to do is relocate the horses onto the mainland. There are many management solutions for these climate circumstances. Dr. Nagel has a remedy for just about everything. Is there any sort of way you guys can prevent dry hooves from, like, you know, when they dry out? Is there any, like, ointment? Really, the the biggest thing that I've found is making sure they have a balanced diet, 
that all of their vitamins and minerals are appropriate. Again, similar to us, if you don't have a balanced diet, you'll have, you know, split ends in your hair and weak nails. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times kind of focusing on what's going into them can help. Does it have any, like the weather, does it have any effect on like their coats or their fur? We can see uh, a lot of rain rot is the kind of the common term. It -hmm. is a bacterial infection in their skin. They'll yeah. start to lose fur. It'll kind of be a crusty, flaky, itchy. Ew, yep. yeah. But it is an infection that they can get if they're out in the rain. When I spoke to my friend the other day, she mentioned that when it gets hot outside, they can have skin issues. There's a lot of different conditions around here. There is a disease, no, it's called anhydrosis, mm-hmm. where they can't sweat, similar to people. They usually cool themselves by sweating and then the sweat is evaporated off of the skin so if they can't sweat and they have all of that hair they typically overheat can be quite severe once it gets warmer typically the bugs come out they can have insect bite hypersensitivity it's basically an allergy to all of the little biting Mm -hmm. insects Uh, some light-skinned horses can have sunburns What kind of treatments do you guys have for that? A lot of that is management, keeping them inside with a stall out of the sun Mm -hmm. at the hottest part of the day, turning them out to graze overnight when it's a lot cooler and not direct sunlight. As far as the insect bite hypersensitivity, there's a whole bunch of different supplements you can use. A lot of that is also management. They make fly sheets, fly boots. The biggest thing is trying to prevent contact. We can put sunscreen on, you know, noses and ears, Mm -hmm. keeping them in during the sunniest part of the day and turning them out overnight is an option. In Newburn, North Carolina, horse ownership and management is starting to look a little bit different Because they live on the North Carolina coast, Holly, in Dr. Nagel's home, is one of the earliest places in the U.S. to be dealing with this climate crisis. It's changing the way that Holly manages her horse farm. In horse vet, Dr. Nagel has found herself dealing with more hoof problems in the past five years than she ever expected. But they've also come up with solutions for their own little community that the horse world at large could learn from. Thanks for listening to Climate Stories Youth Report. Each episode, our coastal North Carolina youth reporters take you into a story about how climate change is shaping our neighbors' lives in unexpected ways. I'm your host, Holland Petrock. I'm 15 years old and live in Jacksonville, North Carolina. After going through a journalism and podcast training program coached by Coastal Youth Media and NC Health News journalists, our youth reporters produce stories about their home region. This project is funded in part by a grant by North Carolina Sea Grant through the Community Collaborative Research Program. Coming up, another Climate Stories Youth Report episode.